Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. Uh, and I'm at the part in Independence Day where Will Smith starts kicking the alien in the desert under the parachute. He could have been at a barbecue. Literally just screamed that, and we're about to get, uh, we're about to get, oh, yep, here come are the all, are the all V, all of the RVs. Uh, Randy Quaid's going to be like, there's no map on the base, and he's like, I saw it as I flew over, and they go to the base, and it's Area 51. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm happy for you, bud. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's yeah, uh, yeah. That's right, everybody. I'm good. Uh, it's my favorite day of the year where I watch Independence Day like randomly because I uh, I just throw it up on my computer monitor and just let it run in VLC player uh, because I own it on 4K Blu-ray and therefore I feel like I can legally download a digital copy of it and then have it play through VLC player. I think that's in fair use. Uh, if you don't agree, I mean, you could just pull it off the disc yeah. on your own through VLC anyway, so. Yeah, but that would require a disc drive, and I don't have that, so. It is what it is, but, yeah, uh, I, I do that. I do this all day. Uh, I, I will just randomly pop into the computer room and be like, oh, and just watch it for about five, ten minutes. I caught Ashley doing that earlier today, too. She just, like, she, like walked by, and it's, it's like, oh, they're at this part. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys are such a cute couple. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I don't really care about Independence Day, the the holiday or the movie. I I was telling my wife earlier about how I think uh, fireworks are dumb and overrated, and like it's just a bunch of loud, dangerous explosions that my dogs hate. So yeah, I'm not gonna fault you with that one. Uh, dogs seem to hate my my dogs hate thunder, so I can't imagine how they're gonna do today. I don't know. I uh, I saw fireworks whenever I was, you know, a, a child when I would have cared about it. And uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm good for now. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Eh, the day is fine. Uh, we, we all eat like garbage. And then I mean, it's not any different than any other day in America where everybody just eats like garbage. But it's an excuse <laughs> to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did. uh did get to come home, see my wife, and uh, like as soon as we're done here, I'm going to be working on getting stuff uh, ready for my move, so. There you go. It's exciting. It is exciting. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I don't know. I keep, uh, like, freaking myself out thinking that there's, like, something I missed or, like, um, that I'm not getting done in a timely enough manner, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll be happy when it's over. Yeah. I remember my big move from uh, Pittsburgh to here. Basically, it was just like m- me getting mad because all my shit wasn't fitting properly. Like, I, I-, I thought <laughs> I had Jenga'd everything in the correct, or Tetris'd everything in the correct way, and I apparently hadn't. So I, I literally removed every content from that I had already put in the car and reconfigured everything, and it barely squeezed by. 
I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get to, uh, I guess, harass the person at my company about the fact that I still haven't gotten confirmation for my moving truck. Oh. Yeah, and I kind of need that um, in five days, so. That sounds like you got to contact AP, because typically AP is the one who uh, handles moving expenses. Yeah, I don't know. I've uh, I've been emailing with her. I just, like, I gave her all the info and stuff for it. I just need to get the confirmation that the truck is reserved for me. Mm-hmm. And then I will be happy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also excited because, like, where I'm at now, uh, as you know, like, I have internet issues with, uh, you know, uh, weak service or, like, service dropping out. Uh, And I just signed up uh, at my new address for uh, 1,000 megabit per second uh, fiber optic high-speed internet. Oh, my God. Because I'm, like, just outside of Columbus and the infrastructure supports it. I'm very, very excited. I'm happy for you. I'm that's, happy uh, for myself. That's going to be something. Yeah, right now, uh, I get like three to four megabits per second. So that's a 250-fold increase. Jesus. Is is, is Jerry 50? No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. Like, uh, I love that. Yeah. I wish I had I that. Know. You can move in with me. That's true. I could always move. Where's the uh corporate office? Uh Pennsylvania. Oh, that, it's, oh uh, that's fucking right. It's gonna be like two hours from my house to get to like corporate HQ. Not that I ever really have a reason to go there. Right. But, but yeah. I think it'll be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I did, I did finish up my first week at the new store and, uh, I like it. So it's just like human music. Yeah. I don't know. The most exciting part to me is that, uh, i I actually have my own desk and I feel like such a big oh. boy. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I actually have a workspace to actually do my work at. Um, and I was like. Setting up and organizing my desk on on Saturday, uh, and I'm very excited. There you go. I'm happy. That actually yeah. sounds awesome. I love desks. I love having my own desk. And I do too. I don't know. I just I like. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. Like I'm very anal retentive about like organization of like my workspace as a general concept. So like. Mm-hmm. Just having my own area that I can kind of be in, like, full control over and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very exciting to me. Uh, these last few days have been very exciting. <laughs> exciting? I don't think people are dying out there. I don't think exciting is the word I'd like I'd use to describe it. Uh, that part's coming up. Wait, who the fuck is this guy? Let's flash back to it. Uh, all the RVs are rolling up. And Will Smith is getting stopped by a guy that looks very familiar. Why do I know that guy? Oh, yeah. Um, like, oh, you want my clearance? Here, how's yeah, this for clearance? Shit. 
Shit, that guy is vaguely recognizable. Yeah, I don't know. And and then he got like budget. Uh, the fuck is his name? Oh, and uh, fucking data's running out. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> this movie's so dumb. Uh, uh, with that, we should probably move into a segment because uh, I'm not gonna be able to stop watching the show. Uh, and by show, I mean uh, movie. So uh, let's talk about what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm still living out of my hotel room. I did come home for the weekend, but I didn't like stop to get alcohol. Uh, but I just had uh, Taco Bell for lunch with my my wife. My wife. So I'm I'm drinking Mountain Dew Baja Blast. There you go. Uh, which is not alcoholic, but it is shitty, so I think it counts. Baja Blast is great. What's um? It is. I have a t-shirt that says, Make Mountain Dew Baja Blast available in stores all the time. Uh, that is true. That is probably the best flavor. Uh, I used to be a big Code Red fan, and then Baja Blast came out, and I was like, well, this is just infinitely better than everything else the Mountain Dew has done. It's gamer fuel or nothing. <laughs> I remember I remember drinking a lot of uh, Gamer Fuel back in the day because uh, they partnered regularly with Halo and I wanted, you know, free yeah. Halo shit. It's uh, it's the only way I can power through my all night COD sessions with the bros. That's 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 true. Also, it uh, you know, back in the day, I thought it killed sperm count. So I was a big fan of that. Yeah. Because. Uh... <laughs> to, to quote Zardoz, uh, <laughs> the penis is evil. It shoots seeds that create life. The gun is good. It shoots bullets that take life. I don't know what that's even referencing. Did you ever see that fucking movie? What is that movie? It's called Zardoz. Um, it's like an apocalyptic future movie with uh, Sean Connery where he wears like thigh-high red leather boots and, like, a red, a red leather, like, pair of briefs, and that's his entire oh, oh ensemble. My. But, uh, it's basically, like, the society of the future, uh, because there was, like, some sort of disaster that destroyed the world, like, uh, there are the elementals who are, like, the ruling class who, uh, live, like, I think it's literally, like, a city in the sky, and, like, their lives are very easy. And then there's the Brutals, who, like, Sean Connery's one of them, but they, like, live on the surface of the planet, and it's just, like, a wasteland, and they exist by, like, uh, warring against each other. So, like, their god is this giant stone head called Zardoz that will come and uh, fucking spew guns out of its mouth to keep the perpetual war going amongst the Brutals. I just shared the trailer on our Twitter page, so head over to, head over to <laughs> at Netflix and Swill to check out the fucking trailer. This is this is wild. Yeah, there was uh, about I think it was about uh, forty five seconds into the trailer. I have, to, I have to look it up. Yep, it's about fifty seconds into the trailer. My favorite piece of acting I've ever seen from Sean Connery. 
uh, where he <laughs> is like looking at a woman, and then he covers his eyes, and then shoots his gun up into the air and drops it. It's it's maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen in terms of acting. This is fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah it's fucking great. I've <sighs> I need to rewatch it. I've seen it. It's it's as fucking wild as you would think, and I would love to do it for this show because it's like right up our alley. Fuck it. We can do it for Patreon content. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't do give a whatever. fuck. Uh, all right, I have to stop watching this trailer because I'm fucking mes- <laughs> mesmerized now. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a gin and tonic. Now, it, it is not the normal gin and tonic uh, because I got a gin recommended to me by patron extraordinaire Chris Yaney. Uh, it is Nolitz Gin. Uh, it's from... Uh, Holland, which I believe is the Netherlands, which I believe uh, yeah. contains Dutch people. So, yeah, uh, including Gold Member. I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? Anytime I think of the Dutch, I think of uh, Michael Caine in in that movie. Going, yeah. there's two things I can't stand: people intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Yeah, it's very funny. Very good joke. It's very good. Very um, funny. Uh, this is very the smooth. It's a very, very smooth gin. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, kind of expensive, though. But it's a very fancy bottle. Like, the uh, the cap to the bottle could probably kill somebody. That's how weighty it is. Nice. Uh, I'll be sure not to anger you while you're holding a bottle. Uh, that's true. So, uh, next up, Stacking Triggers, our Magic Gathering podcast this week. Uh, what the fuck do we even talk about? So we talked about something, and then uh, on Commander F- Saturdays, we you got pretty mad. Uh, you you got like Dan mad. Yeah. Well, I'm I made you very mad, and I don't think you like wanted to deal with it. So I don't no. know. We're producing episodes. I don't know. Yeah, they're coming out. Uh, what was last oh, you mean week's just topic? yesterday? Well, that. But like, what was yeah. Wednesday's topic? Ah, uh, fuck. What did we even talk about? Because I just finished um, uh, the edit on the prior week, and that was all about lands and what lands are and uh, how they oh, help you. interaction and, oh. like, uh, counter countering spells, uh, destroying things, threat assessment, that kind of stuff. When and how to interact with your opponent's decks. My favorite example of uh, threat assessment is in a recent command zone extra turns episode where uh, somebody I think does a beast within on a token copy of someone's commander meanwhile there's a fucking impact tremors on on the field and it's like no Mm -hmm. you just kill the impact tremors and you deal with the creature tokens a different way Uh, needless to say everybody lost by impact tremors Card's real good. Card's very good. Very happy that I have it now in my Quintorius deck. Next up, uh, I was on. I had a guest spot. Uh, check the show notes for that. I was on Seven Days of Geek to talk about uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. They were doing a Christmas in July thing, and they were focusing on movies that are around Christmas but don't directly deal with Christmas. Uh, Shane, it's a Shane Black movie. Therefore, it's a movie that takes place around Christmas but isn't during Christmas. So if you want to hear that, uh, oh, okay. like I said, link will be in the show notes. Uh, it's a very good movie. 
It's a Shane Black movie, so does he talk about how, like, autistic kids are the next step of human evolution? No, he says, I ain't got time to bleed a hundred times. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that that was the actual plot of Shane Black's The Predator. Yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a thing that he did. Next up, uh, just for you $5 patrons, I sent you a message on Patreon uh, that the the thread exists, but uh, if you're a $5 patron and didn't get that message and don't have notifications turned on, uh, this is your reminder to pick a movie for us to watch for our third quarter on uh, on the show. Uh, we have one coming up next week from a bastard man. Hmm. So, uh, do that. Uh, make us watch shit. And then quite the podcasting awards. Yeah. They're still going on. I can't fucking believe it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, the Discord server, like, if you are a patron of the show, like, that's my preferred way to engage with people. And, like, we're trying to use that more to actually, like, talk to our um, quote unquote fandom, I guess we'll call it. I assume a couple people like us and would consider themselves fans, I guess. But uh, yeah, check that out, and uh, that's that's where you can talk to me about the movies that I think are bad. And I will put that link in the show notes, so that way you all can uh, exist in that wonderful space. All right, uh, let's get into the news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Well, it was a real bloodbath, Dan. Uh, right before this 4th of July weekend here, uh, Netflix has canceled Country Comfort. Uh, hooray. Mr. <laughs> Iglesias, The Crew, uh, and Bonding, per deadlines, Nellie Andrews. Um, bonding, I don't... I watched... Like, part of the first season of that, I know, like... I think people online were mad about it. So like that show probably didn't have a, a really strong viewer base. Right. Um, Country I Comfort was the fucking one that we just made fun of the trailer and you put it like we talked about it on the show just so you could vex me, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was like the uh, a, it was basically the nanny, but about like a country like and also like. The Parsons is that is is that the is that the sixties yeah. like band of the family, the Partridge family, the Partridge family. Thank you. I don't know why I saw, yeah. thought the Parsons. It was like a cross a, a cross up between the nanny and the Partridge family, which was fucking yeah. bizarre. And it was uh, it was about country music. Yeah, that's that's my least favorite genre of music. Uh, the crew was a sitcom about. Uh, a NASCAR pit crew. Yep. Starring Kevin James. Oh, that's right. That was the Kevin James one. Yeah. Mr. Glacius. I don't know. I don't I don't think that Enrique Glacius is that funny. I just <laughs> sure. I don't know. His soul his whole like shtick is just like uh body shaming himself. Which I guess is kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah, i I think his I think his delivery is on point. I, yeah, I, he's not, I think he's he's not a bad performer, but like I don't 
like I don't think that every stand-up comedian should have a sitcom because it's two oh, different skill right. sets. Exactly. I and I'll agree to that. Like if they show up as a one-off on like a sitcom episode of their friends, fine. But yeah, you're 100% correct. I wish I could be on an episode of Friends. I don't. That show sucks. I, I don't know. I actually have seen zero episodes of that show, and I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. It was uh, just part of the zeitgeist of yeah. that time. And uh, I don't necessarily understand its staying power. Because people still watch that show all the time. Yeah. So, uh, all that news was broken by Nellie Andrews of Deadline, who, if you're paying attention, also broke the news of the, uh, Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me cancellation, the Jamie Foxx sitcom. Uh, and again, she broached the topic oh, of, uh... Oh, go ahead. Does she, does she have, like, the insider hookup, or what? That's what it seems like. Uh, Casey Moore and I kind of talk about this, or ha- have have talked about it before, that she is, like the person that Netflix seems to break things to if they want to spin it in a way. Cause she also broke the Jupiter's legacy cancellation and huh. included the line about, uh, them being like, Hey, they're canceling the show, but they're also just like now Jupiter's legacy is going to be an anthology show. And that's, that's going to be great news because reasons <laughs> Shows changed bitches. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, like anytime Netflix does something and they want to spin it towards their favor, it seems to go to her. So again, she brought up the fact that like, interesting, Netflix doesn't do pilot episodes for sitcoms or for shows in general, uh, and definitely seems to make it more overt in her article that Netflix is blaming the lack of pilots for the reason the sitcoms are failing. So, um. They're they're just stopping short of confirming that there's going to be uh, a change to the way that they build contracts for new shows and release them upon an unsuspect <laughs> unsuspecting public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, it, it seems like there's there has to be a change going on behind the scenes at Netflix where they're like, "Hey, we want to get into the sitcom game." We have yeah, to start doing pilots. Else, like, why? Why would they keep talking about it? So, right. More, more to come on that story as it develops. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We'll see. We'll see what happens because I, I can't think of any like other than the Upshaws. What other sitcoms are going on right now on Netflix? Fuck, I don't know. A bunch of canceled ones. But yeah, a bunch of canceled ones. Like the Ranch is probably the only other multi camera one and didn't oh my god the ranch is still going i was gonna say is that still going because i don't know maybe is the ranch canceled uh yes it's done okay but even still like that was probably netflix's most popular sitcom because it went for what like three or four seasons Compared to everything else, which gets done after Dude, like the ranch was like six or seven seasons. Oh God! Hey, remember that '70s show? Well, we have two of the stars from that '70s show, yeah. and Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, and one and one of those uh, beloved characters that you remember from that show uh, is going to be outed as a rapist. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's fucking going on right now. Uh, spoilers, it's not Ashton. <laughs> at least as far as I'm aware. I mean, Ashton, Ashton seems like he's doing some good stuff. Like, he's very anti-human trafficking. Like, he, he, he set up a several foundations. He set up, I know he set up a foundation in order to combat human trafficking. So, Ashton does good things with, with his celebrity. So, good for you, Ashton. Yeah. Uh, the cancellation set to stop there, though. Uh, Casey Moore, uh, previously mentioned, of What's on Netflix, also stated in a tweet, uh, quote, also can probably add Sneakerheads, Lunatics, It's Bruno, sorry, Chris Haney, uh, Team Kaylee, The Politician, Medical Police, The Healing Powers of Dude, and Brew Brothers, uh, referencing the prior cancellations. So uh, likely everything that was just said uh, is all canceled. Yelza, yelza, bobalza. Uh, in reference to the politician, they want that trophy of being canceled. <laughs> That's a Ryan Murphy thing, too. That's really weird that they went ahead and canceled that, because that dude, I mean, his production company just puts out whatever the fuck they want, and you would figure they'd want to just keep pumping out his content and saying, hey, look, Ryan Murphy's great, when everyone's just like, no, stop, stop giving us Ryan Murphy shit. Yeah. Can't I can't tell if it's sad or just mean that like we we keep bringing up cancellations every week and being like, well, you know, we we don't care. We're so desensitized to it. Yeah, I mean, por qué no las dos? It, honestly, yeah. like it's it's the it's the news. You know, this is something yeah. that happened, and uh, I I know some people care about these. You know, it's Bruno is going to be something Chris Yaney's going to be a bit sad about because I, I will never forget his uh, Swillies for your consideration campaign for that show. So, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, like it, it's it's just a fact of the matter when it comes to television is that you have to kind of accept the fact that things you like are always on the chopping block unless they're yeah. mega popular. Yeah, you have to be you have to be ready to kill your darlings a bit mm. to be in this game. It's fine. I'm sure there's going to be some new show that uh comes out next week and <laughs> is wildly unpopular and gets canceled. Yeah. Oh, those are always my favorite. The the, the four week cancellations are, are just the best. It's like, hey, uh this show got canceled. <laughs> some random person's like, "Why'd you cancel that?" and it's like well, it's like a release date. Oh, that's why. Okay. No one watched it. Got it. It was just you, random fan. Yeah. And yet, literally, we talk about this all the time, but like every single time I go on Reddit, like r slash Netflix or whatever, it's like, yeah, I don't even watch shows until they get a third season just because they keep canceling stuff. And like... There's a bunch of replies that get downvoted into oblivion that are like, you're the reason these shows are getting canceled. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. The group think <laughs> there is fucking stupid. It's like, I don't want to watch the show <laughs> until I know it gets that there's more of it because I don't want to get invested in it. And it's like, well, you not getting invested in it is why it's done. Is, is why idiot. Netflix isn't investing in it. Yeah. Eh? Eh? It's a good point. It's a great point. Well, well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I've never understood that line of thinking, ever. It's never been something that I've gone, oh, this is what a person who has a logical brain thinks. But, yeah, oh well, whatever. Um, Powerhouse Animations has signed a first-look output deal with Netflix. Powerhouse and Netflix have worked together on Castlevania, Seismanos, Blood of Zeus, and the upcoming Masters of the Universe Revelations. All of those things are quite good. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited about this. They're also doing um, Tomb Raider and a Skull Island show. So Interesting. There's going to be more. I love their animation style. Yes, it is CG-aided, is, uh, but it's also is 2D. Is the Skull Island show going to have Kong? I, I, I guess? I don't know. Uh, they, they mention it. I don't know what the fuck it's even about. But I don't care because it's kind. Of, it's just powerhouse animations. They they don't yeah. do bad things. Fucking fucking Zeiss Manos is so good. I'd need to fucking watch that show again. Show is incredible. Got to jack up them numbers. I want a season two of that so bad. Well, let's see. <laughs> Check if it's gotten canceled for me, so I can know how invested to be in it. Uh. What's on Netflix? Slice Mono Season 2. Oh, uh, Casey, you haven't updated this story since 2019. So that's not looking great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not looking good. Is we haven't heard we haven't well, not we. That what's on Netflix hasn't heard news since uh official renewal status as of 7-Eleven 2019, uh unknown. Pending. So, mm. Uh, mm. not looking great. But what's Mike Coulter doing for work? <laughs> That's a good question. Now let's look up Mike Coulter. I like it whenever, like, we, uh, you know, a little inside baseball, like, we pre-recorded our main review for this week. I like when we do that, and then we can just kind of, you know, have time to fucking bullshit about whatever, because we yeah. don't care. Uh, well, he's doing that show, uh, Evil, over on, I think it's CBS. Uh, he's been doing that for since okay. 2019, so he's at least doing shows. He basically picked that up after um, Luke Cage ended. And then he's in this thing called South of Heaven, and I'm Charlie Walker, uh, and he's the titular character, Charlie Walker. It's probably why they call it I'm Charlie Walker. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a show about him, him introducing himself to people. Uh, the true story of how one man, uh, I'm sorry, uh, of how one desperate man, armed with only his charm and wits, takes on a racist San Francisco corporation in 1971, written and directed by Patrick Gillies. Hey, who the hell are you? Well, um, you see, I'm Charlie Walker. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting because it's an acting piece for, for Mike Coulter. Also, he has a very weird facial hair pattern for this. He, he doesn't have the Luke Cage full beard. Uh, yeah. So that's what Mike Coulter is doing. So anything besides monos, it seems. Unfortunate. All right. Well, uh, it's time to get in downstream here. Baby, I can't control the internet. <laughs> 
Uh, our first trailer is for Beckett. While vacationing in Greece, American tourist Beckett, played by John David Washington, becomes the target of a manhunt after a devastating accident. Forced to run for his life and desperate to get across the country to the American embassy to clear his name, tensions escalate as the authorities close in, political unrest mounts, and Beckett falls even deeper into a dangerous web of conspiracy. Fucking A right it is. This looks pretty exciting. Yeah. I think my graphics card might have been getting taxed out because I'm watching Independence Day, which, uh, update, we're at the point where they're at Area 51 and they're making plans. Uh, I don't believe we've hit the point where, oh, Russell Case is drinking. I think they're going to call on all the fi- fighter is, uh, pilots. Yep, was, they're calling on all the fighter pilots. Was that glass bulletproof? Uh, we, no, I think we're past the, is that glass bulletproof part, which is, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. That's why I said, was it bulletproof? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fucking Billy Baldwin. My point was, uh, it, the, the trailer looked kind of framey, and quite frankly, all the trailers look kind of framey. So I don't know. I think it was probably smoother for you, but uh, the way it looked for me was not great. Uh, I'm still interested because John David Washington, and he gets like a free pass for Malcolm and Marie. Like he just, it's like oh, yeah. Pache who just gets free passes for me for uh, <laughs> uh, what happened to, to Monday. I don't know if you, like, you're being funny pronouncing her name Rapache, or if that's the way her name is pronounced and I'm the idiot. I, I don't know. I, I, I assumed <laughs> we, we kind of stole that from Command Zone with how they pronounce Menace as Menace. Yeah. And just, just went with it. And it's funny. It's, it's funny. It's a funny yeah, name. It's a funny name. Oh, they're, they're at the nuke scene. They're talking about the nuke. They got, There's the penis on the bottom of the spaceship. Yeah, and it just extended. Wasn't, uh... If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, back in the, the annals of uh, Netflix and Swill history, I think our episode about what happened to Monday was called New Me Who Dis. Or you made that joke on the episode. It's one of the two. Uh, that's true. It's one of the two. Uh, I don't know which it is, but I'm going to go find out now. Uh, as you introduce our next trailer. I love that we just have time to go on these tangents. I mean, we can go uh, on these tangents all we want. It's Gerald who's <laughs> the only one that's mad that we go for longer than 90 minutes. Yeah, it's because he doesn't like listening to us. Uh, the next trailer <laughs> is for Myth and Mogul, John DeLorean. Combining exclusive access and interviews with never-before-seen footage shot by Oscar-winning director D.A. Pennybaker of Bob Dylan Don't Look Back fame, uh, this three-part documentary series explores the rise and fall of automotive icon John DeLorean, uh, the poster boy of late 70s corporate greed. Epitomizing these hubristic times with his grandiose vision of the car of the future, the series will show how John DeLorean came to captivate the world. Uh, it's a show about a shitty car with wings. Yeah. Do you guys remember the iconic quote-unquote car, uh, the DeLorean, which uh, almost immediately went out of fucking business? Yeah. It's about that. I've, uh, I've never seen a DeLorean in person. Um, I have I have spoken to somebody who claimed to own one, which, like, apparently, because uh, they were so shitty, they, like... And, like, so rare, they had to, like, 
basically build it piece by piece. So like they had every piece except like the driver's side door. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and like they were very excited about it cuz uh like I guess they had just tracked one down in like Florida or something and had like they were driving down to pick it up. Oh, sorry, the speech is coming up here, so I'm kind of not paying attention right now. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I'll I'll use your silence as an opportunity to uh, start talking about the next trailer, which I'm sure you'll be excited about, giving uh, <laughs> your, your obsession with uh, aliens invading the Earth uh, and the president <laughs> fighting them. Uh, oh my god, I fucking is... wish. <laughs> Top se- oh god, I would love to see Joe Biden just like fighting some aliens. It'd be great. It'd be so good. I'd love to see uh, Donald Trump complain about shin splints or whatever the fuck he com- complained about and then Bone fight spurs. aliens. Oh, that was it. What? Regardless, yeah. I don't care. I don't give a shit. It'd be hilarious. I can't. I can't serve in the military. I'm too wealthy. Uh, top secret U- UFO projects: colon declassified. Original factual television <laughs> series featuring the most recent information and proof exposing the most top secret government projects that handled contacts with and cover-ups of extraterrestrial presence on Earth. Uh, written, directed, and produced by Tom DeLonge, presumably. I w- look, I wish. I'm still waiting for his <laughs> fucking shit, man. Every still time waiting. something comes up, like a w- like uh, regarding aliens, I always like Tom DeLong is always my my go to punching bag for that. Well, that's true because he went like I very rarely listen to Joe Rogan because I don't think it's a very good podcast. But it's not a good podcast. It's not like everyone talks about how great it is, and I'm just like, what are you? Are you okay? Do you? Well, everybody you- likes the Kardashians. That's true. You know, people people can't be trusted. But I I watch I like I've listened to that show and I just went uh whatever uh I listen when there's people I care about on it. But like the Tom DeLonge show uh was fucking hysterical because the man just sounded like a deranged lunatic, uh, which made me so happy. <laughs> but like uh I I watch it and I'm like eh yeah this is a thing that happened. Uh, I know my mom's gonna be super excited about this because she loves the UFO shit. Uh, she loves her her garbage television that she thinks is you know Academy Award winning and that kind of stuff. Uh, so here you go, mom. Here's something from Netflix that you too can watch. Take that, mom. <laughs> Suck it, mom. Oh no! Don't say that. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. We we all know what suck it means and doesn't actually mean to suck it. <laughs> Mankind. That word takes that word takes on some new meaning today. What a fucking movie, man. I don't care what you say. It could be fine, but goddamn this movie. It's a pretty good movie. Uh that'll move us over into quick hits where we talk about uh some things we watched this week that weren't uh about mankind. <laughs> This is going to be all you, because um, I uh, just haven't had the opportunity or the infrastructure to do so. No, that's fair. Uh, I So I'm on my Gundam 
kick right now. I started watching, um, and this isn't on Netflix. I'm just going to briefly mention it, but uh, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin, and it basically covers the backstory of uh, Shar Osnabal from the uh, original anime and why okay. he is the way he is. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's very interesting. He's voiced by Keith Silverstein, which means nothing to anybody other than me because I'm a fucking psychopath. Uh, it's it's very interesting. But because I'm watching that and the Gundam movies all take place in this Universal Century timeline, I'm like, well, I have to watch all this shit in order because I'm a fucking psychopath. So mm-hmm. uh, I moved on to uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, uh, which is another Gundam show. Uh, basically, it's about this uh, outfit, uh, originally known as uh, CGS. I don't know what CGS stood for. Uh, they get in a fight with this uh, corporation, I believe, called Gallerhorn, which uh, if you're a Destiny player, uh, Gallerhorn is also uh, a rocket launcher in, in C- Destiny. CGS is uh, cool Gundam suits. I mean, it may as well be, but uh, they... <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this thing called the Calamity War, which happened 300 years beforehand, so I don't know when... We're probably going to get into the Calamity War and what happened, but they own a Gundam. Uh, and their one pilot has uh, is very good because he has this um, this system, which is based, can only be put into children uh, because they ha- like, they're not fully developed yet. But basically it allows him like insane reaction times based on uh, his movement and... Uh, uh, so it's another one of those shows where it's like, hey, child soldiers are bad, okay? But then, like, the children uh, rise up and take a, take power of their own destiny. Uh, they become... Yeah. And then, uh, then they fight angels and uh, no. they initiate the third nope. impact nope. and nope. 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 throw nope. the... This isn't a bad the show. of Longinus, yeah. <laughs> no, this is... This, this is uh, I, I like it so far. Uh, they 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 start their own like core like business mercenary group called Tekadin, which is basically like the Iron Flower, which is where the Iron Blooded Orphans comes from because they're all the basically the entire company is just children. Uh, and I'm intrigued by it so far. I'm only seven episodes deep, uh, but it's it's been very interesting to watch. Ashley is uh, checked out on it already, so I have to watch it on my own time. But I enjoy it. Uh, because it's Mobile Suit Gundam, and man, if Mobile Suit Gundam has taught me anything, it's that uh, Evangelion can eat my whole ass because Gundam does a much better job of talking about uh, child soldiers and the impact on their psyche than Evangelion ever did with its shitty, shitty, shitty protagonists. (laughs) Also, uh, the leader of Tekadin is voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, so of course I got an immediate boner for this show. Nice. And uh, that's it. Uh, I have not watched America the Motion Picture, but that's probably going to be today at some point. I was thinking about it. I really don't want to watch it. Everyone I'm the... probably going to have to. Yeah. It's uh, everybody in the 2P's patron chat keeps talking about it, being like, hey, this is actually surprisingly good. Yeah. And I go, yeah, there's a reason it's surprisingly good, because everyone thought it was going to be fucking dog shit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I feel. Because I feel like if I don't watch it now, I'm never going to watch it. And I might be okay with that. All right. 
Uh, why don't we cut into a quick break, and when we come back, we will be joined by Brad of the Cinema Guys, uh, and we will talk about Fear Street 1994. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy Delarosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb! Time to get into our main review topic, but before we do such a thing, I'd like to welcome, for the first time ever, somehow, uh, Brad from the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I am so happy to be here. I'm glad. We I are can't believe it's taking this long, you. honestly. I know, right? And that's my mistake, because I just am such a poor <laughs> scheduler. Same. I am the same way. You know, you and I are supposed to talk Gone Girl for the past like, year and a half. So That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and today, we are here to talk about uh, the first installment in the Fear Street trilogy, Fear Street 1994. All right. Fear Street is a film trilogy event from Netflix. Uh, this is based on the Fear Street novels by R.L. Stein. A circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. This is a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. Uh, well, Brad, as the guest on our show, it's customary that you go first. So why don't you tell us what you thought of Fear Street 1994? Fear Street 1994 slash Scream? <laughs> I, I actually really, really did enjoy this movie. It was, you know, they did a very good job of setting it in the time that at first I thought maybe a little too much scream and too many needle drops in, in the first sure. half of the movie. Right. I want to talk about, about that, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> and then about halfway through, I feel it finally kind of found its its legs when, you know, we're we're dealing with multiple killers and you know witches and ghosts and all the backstory i was like okay now we're starting to do something that's not just scream of some dude in a mask now now i'm all in and i'm ready to go let's see what we got and i enjoyed the rest of the ride and i look forward to you know part two and three in the next couple weeks okay uh caleb you talk yeah um as as Brad alluded to, like this movie definitely has some musical ADD in the first half. Like uh, somebody <laughs> will be walking really down it. the hallway, and like uh, a song will start playing, and then like 
the camera will shift focus to a different character walking down the hall and then the song changes. So it's like everybody has their own personal soundtrack. Right. Which is kind of weird and jarring. And it's just like, hey, look how many songs we bought the rights to (laughs) for our movie. But like, um, I don't know, like this thing isn't breaking any new ground, but uh, like it kind of takes all the familiar horror tropes from, you know, Scream and um, fucking uh, Friday the 13th. God, I just had a stroke. And uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and Scream 2, Scream, Scream 3, three Scream, like, four, Scream 4, I guess. <laughs> The Blair Witch or the Vavitch or, you know, name your, like, evil, like, dark power movie, mm-hmm. I guess. But it, it remixes all of those elements competently. Um, and, yeah, I just, I don't know, I kind of had fun along the ride and, and, like, I'm I'm on board with this thing. Like, I'm I'm excited for the next two. Okay. Uh as for me, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I'm not a fan of this. This isn't very good. Uh, in fact, it's not good. It's not even fine. It's pretty meh. Uh, I don't like any of the characters at all. Uh as you guys alluded to, the needle drops in the first half hour of the movie fucking took me out of it cuz it's just like, <laughs> "Hey, we're in the nonsense just want doing grunge rock and shit." Like Closer fucking plays like four times. And it's like, stop. It it was like, hey, guys, we're in the 90s. Remember this song in the 90s? Oh, remember Remember this one? Remember this one, too? Remember 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 Portishead? They had this one song. Yeah. Uh, It reminded me a lot of this show called uh, Everything Sucks, which was a 90s set show that just constantly beat you over the head with the fact that it was 90s and the first half hour of the movie really felt like it was coming from that direction uh and i just went oh god if this is it i'm gonna hate myself and then eventually like you said brad it did turn around and and started to become its own different thing uh but by that point the seed had already been sown and i i I was not having a, a time especially because i hated the characters so much yeah and a lot of the characters just kind of get used cheaply like obviously like this is a movie that's going to put the characters in dangerous situations but it's like teasing you out you know and then like in the end ultimately they're just fodder i agree i i didn't have any emotional stick to any of these characters like any one of them died i'm like eh cool i mean it it had one of my favorite recent death scenes at the end which was awesome but other than that it was it was pretty like by the numbers here's your typical kill that even the opening like that was full on scream that was like a scream opening 100 oh, yeah yeah that, like they they weren't even trying to hide it with that it, it was it, no not it at was because like <laughs> maya hawk is the biggest star in the movie and like scream drew barrymore is the biggest you know actor in the movie and then they kill her off in the first five minutes i'm like huh so we're going with Scream. Okay, that's fine. And they kind of set it up, too, where you get, like, your, your kind of Skeet Ulrich character in uh, the the mm-hmm. football jock guy from Sunnyside or Sunnydale or whatever it was. Uh, and Sunny, Sunny Sunnyvale. Vale. Okay, excuse me. Uh, y- you know, generic <laughs> thing that's uh, the opposite of the uh, the town they all reside in, our main characters. 
the the two towns one has a lot of death and crime and the other one hasn't had anything for 30 years it's like the perfect place apparently you know what that kind of made me think of (laughs) did you ever see uh fuck what was that show called it's an animated show with will ferrell um is it an animated show animated show yeah i don't know god this is killing me why can i not think of things today (laughs) um the Oblongs. It was oh on Adult Swim God. back in the day. That yeah. show. Oh, wow. That's a pull, dude. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, that's a fucking deep cut. But yeah, there's like the, the rich neighborhood up on the hill and like all the like toxic chemicals and shit from their industry run down the hill and like Will Ferrell's family is all like mutated and shit. I, oh my God, I haven't thought about that show in years. <laughs> but you're I don't think anyone but has. You're right. The oh, dad shit. is Will Ferrell. Holy shit. Mhm. Mhm. Y- yeah, kind of. Yeah. It uh also kind of reminds you, me of like You guys uh, remember Mission Hill? That I don't, I don't know. know. Uh yeah. The the dynamic actually reminds me a lot of like uh for you Parks and Rec people, uh Pawnee and Eagleton. Like Pawnee is like the more blue-collar yeah. working class and then you have uh, Eagleton, which is like the stuck-up rich idiots who eventually run their town into the ground. I mean, I, That's yeah, true. I think they they were just doing that. Oh, look, we have the two battling cities kind of thing. So you kind of want to hate one mm-hmm. over the other, which I'm sure more story of the two towns will come out later. I I am assuming well, uh, on one of the road signs as they're heading into Sunnyvale for the football game. Or what I thought was going to be a football game, uh, and then turned out to just be a candlelight vigil where they just had a fight and no football just game. Just a vigil, yeah. I was like, uh, that's bizarre, but okay. But they, huh. but they all had to wear their uniforms to right. it. Anyway. It was stupid Still. as fuck. You couldn't yeah. just show up. No, you 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 gotta you gotta wear your uniforms for no fucking reason. But uh, it said that uh, Sunnyvale was established in 1666, which will be the third movie. So we're probably going to see the establishment uh, of that yes. town. There was some of this movie that I felt like, well, now it's giving me the story of these others that I'm like, I'm seeing these later. Like, part of this is like, why wasn't this the third one? Why is this one mm-hmm. the first one? Because it's going to be you know, alluding to 78, 66. And, and, and we're going to find yeah. out what happened. Fear Street, um, an onion event. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just Son play of the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put out my called shot here. Um, Sunnyvale is gonna be where uh, the witch's hand is hidden after she cut it off. So like throughout the history of these towns, like the witch has been like her curse is affecting shady side because she, you know, hates them for killing her. And, but like, she's been helping Sunnyvale the whole time. Hmm. It's a two sided curse. Interesting. You know, there's two sides to every Mm. Schwartz and I hate it when my Schwartz gets twisted. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about, well, we'll don't find out in a mere two weeks. Oh, that's true. That, yeah. I think that's the best part about this is the fact that, like, you know, I don't have to wait six months for the next movie or like eighteen months. I it's, exactly. it's next week and the week after, and that's kind of great. Yeah. And I and I want to see more of this kind of shit. Uh, I, I want to talk about the mall really quickly. 
because you know we have the whole scream sequence at the beginning uh i'm fair i'm like 90 percent sure that was just the set for starcourt mall from stranger things yeah <laughs> it probably was they're like, what, what's a what's a '90s bookstore that people went to? Oh yeah, B. Dalton's. I wonder if yeah. people remember that. I was like, uh, see, I don't actually remember that. I I assume that was like a riff on Walden books. That's what I thought. I don't remember B. Dalton's. No, there there were B. Dalton's. I know in Colorado there were B. Dalton's huh. out there. Um, we had a few Walden books, hmm. but not very okay. many. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, the, the first five minutes, uh, the first, like, seven minutes or so, I was very distracted, because I'm like, this is just Starcourt. You, Maya Hawk, you were literally just here a few years ago. Like, uh, like you should know how to get out of here. And then the needle drops kind of came in, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, this, this song. song. from the 90s. Oh, here's another one. Back in the 90s, uh, we had a very famous TV show. Oh, man. Think about this for a second. What if they? Oh, they wouldn't. They actually couldn't do it. Never mind. I was gonna say, what if they merge Stranger Things and uh, and uh, Fear Street into one universe? But they they can't do that. That can't happen. Not like this. No, no, they couldn't. It'd be kind of cool to see how they would do yeah. it, but it, yeah, it wouldn't work. I I did like the kind of twist with Man. the bringing in the the three killers, not just just the one. So you had the one from seventy eight, and yeah. then uh, the killer from the fifties. And that it was only going after someone's blood. You have the uh, the blood. scream killer. You have the the Jason Voorhees yeah. type. And then uh, I don't know. I don't know what the trope is for the other one for the fifties one. Is is it just Psycho? Because I haven't seen Psycho. I have no idea. So yeah, I I don't know. Just a angry woman that sings. I mm. I don't know. Who uh, said? <laughs> But I did, I did like that concept of bringing in the three and then the the whole twist with the blood mm-hmm. and everything else. I was like, oh, okay, now you're you're trying to be your right. own thing. Okay, now I can kind of, I'm along for the ride now. It's not just uh, okay. I get it. I I know you're in the '90s. I get it. <laughs> right, right. We get so it. So does the witch exclusively target people who? Well, I guess we haven't really gotten into the plot of the movie, but. right? Uh, the plot of the movie is like the town is cursed, and uh, it's because a witch got hanged there in the 1600s. Um, and the the on again, off again girlfriend of our main character, um, that like by a twist of fate, mo- like disturbed the witch's grave. Uh, so now the witch is sending her minions after her. Well, they were they were on a break because she moved to the other town, yeah. so now they were kind of like yeah, yeah, and they're from the different enemies. side of the tracks. And yeah, a thirty minute yeah. drive may as well be the moon to teens. <laughs> High school is such a serious thing; these problems matter. And then, uh, you know, Sam Sam shoots the, we were on a break at her, because uh, she's like, hey, we're on a break, I yeah. can date Peter if I want, and he can grab my ass all he wants, it's no problem. In front of you. Here, yeah. take take your shoebox back. And yeah, it was a... I don't want my this shoebox. It was a, a, bit, a, a bit silly. You, you take your Walkman, because it's the 90s, uh, and we don't have CDs, because yeah. they're prohibitively expensive. Also, uh, pro- kind of a smart idea, no cell phones in, in this. I feel like a yeah. lot of this would have been solved with cell phones. 
Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot True. of the wind went out of the sails of the horror franchise whenever people started carrying things that can contact the police in their pockets everywhere. Yeah. Did did we ever find out? I'm trying to remember because um, our main character has a younger brother who likes to chat on online. Do we find out who the person is? We he's did chatting not. With? Not yet. Okay. I'm, not I, yet. Okay. I really want to know remember. who it is. I'm very intrigued by that storyline. I think that's the thing with this movie is I am more intrigued by everything that's going to come after it than I am for this yes. movie because like. This movie does a lot of heavy lifting for everything else after it, and I don't know if that's right. a good plan or not, because I feel like this should have stood on its own and also sort of fed into the other stuff. Instead, it's just like, oh, this is a theater yeah. movie for you to watch the other two. Yeah, and frankly, like, the the Camp Massacre stuff seems a lot more interesting to I, me. I cannot wait for Sleepaway Camp. I can't wait. Because, like, uh, I don't know, like, there we have a cast of characters in this and like there are definitely like brutal bloody kills in this but like for the most part we need all of our characters together so they can talk to each other so that we can you know learn about what's going on and have the plot explained to us um and like for the second movie i'm expecting it to just be a bloodbath and if it's not i'm gonna be really disappointed i hope so yeah. Yeah, it it needs <laughs> to just be brutality after brutality. Like well, especially the way they talk about it, it's like this big massacre. Like, okay, I want to see this massacre yeah. that you guys are talking Cause, about. Cuz like there is an entire summer camp with one survivor. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Show me that. Right. Like uh it, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the Friday the 13th sleepaway camp kind of kind of thing that we're going to get here. Uh I want to talk about the kill you were talking about. Well, you were alluding to, Caleb. The best kill I think I've ever seen in a horror movie ever, and I, I, I legitimately mean this, uh, it's kind of, you know, the, the Jigsaw movie uh, from a couple years ago that was to continue the Jig, the, the Saw franchise, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, had one of my favorite kills ever, which was basically when the laser beams cut the guy's head open and then it, like, flopped out. That, I love that okay. fucking kill. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of got something like this, <laughs> like that. With a girl getting her head shoved through a blood a, a bread slicer. Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 and they did it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. See, I really, I really <laughs> didn't think they were going to go for it. I thought they were going to pull the punch because yeah, they had just established like a love connection between her and another character. Like something would happen, and she'd like get away just yeah. in the right. nick of so, time. Like, whenever that happened, no. I was like, oh, yeah, like. All of them are on, like, the chopping block now, really. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, there's stakes again. Because, like, for... Yeah. After, after after the hospital scene, there are no stakes to this movie, really. It's just like, hey, we gotta set up backstory. We gotta set up backstory for the, the, the town's yeah. curse and why this is happening. Next two movies. Uh, and then when that, ha- when that moment happens, it's like, oh, shit, things are gonna start happening again. I'm interested. Yeah. I was surprised but delighted that they killed somebody. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was expecting like way. a random character <laughs> to walk in and be like, "Hey guys, what's going on here?" and get his head chopped off. Yeah, but like they they even the the best part was they even framed it. And I was like, "Oh, they're just teasing that they're gonna do this." Like because the, they framed like yeah. like the the bread slice to like halfway like in the midpoint of the shot, and I just went, "Oh, they're just teasing it to make it look like it's gonna happen." Oh, that's interesting. And then uh, they they do that, and then they cut, and then there's her fucking head going through the bread the bread slicer. And I was like, "I love this." 
This is great. Yeah. Yeah, they showed it. <laughs> I'm glad that this is a hard R. I, I know, right? Yeah. That they didn't go like PG-13 with it and be like, oh, this appeal to everybody. No, we're making it R. We're going for it. I'm like, yeah, yes. Th- um, bold strategy, Cotton, because like it, 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 it does center around teen characters. Like these are seemingly not not like true on the verge of college. Like you, you get with uh with Scream. It's like, hey, we're all about to graduate and go to college. This is like hard high school, like sophomore, junior, and I think maybe even a freshman in yeah, the brother, like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So interesting that they went that route with a hard R movie. Well, it- and the next one, they almost seem like they might be younger at this at this camp too. From the the preview, kind of right. they show at the end of it. That's all I've seen besides the very teaser that originally came out. That first teaser. That's all I've seen is this movie, and then what was the end of that? So I'm I'm trying to stay in the dark as much as possible. Yeah, for these I don't know if I like the teaser at the end. I I feel like it just needed to end with the phone call and her being tied up. And uh, by the way, we're in spoilers. I, I I've already put the sound the spoiler sound dropping here, so we can just say whatever we want at this at this point. Uh, but you know, I I I I was fine with her uh, with Britta just answering the phone call uh, or calling back and being like, "Hey, this is what you got to do. Uh, come go meet me." And it's like, well, no wonder the situation's all fucked up. It's Britta. Now, do you think that going in the 78 and the 1666 that we'll have kind of some flash forward scenes to, you know, after what happened in 94 to kind of try to finish things off? I think the beginning and the end of the movie are going to be in 1994 for each of them, because we have to establish what's going on in the present world, which then sets like because we have to get to Jillian Jacobs house and then she has to explain the story of the sleepaway camp and then something's going to happen in the real world uh, in 1994 that forces them to have to research into 1666 that's correct that that actually makes makes sense yeah basically like the the bulk of the movie is going to be uh a flashback yeah and i'm fine with that like it's going to be the the next two movies are going to be bookended with the characters from this movie trying to figure out how to make the girl not be killed. So can we talk about the fact that at the end, uh, it, it seemed like the ghost or the witch could have fucking possessed the girl, at, uh, Sam, at any fucking time and just didn't for the entire movie because it, she wanted to kill her or something? I don't get it. Something, yeah. Who knows? It just, eh, I just went... Or did or did she not? Or do we not know that she's possessed? <sighs> I mean, she, her name's written on the wall uh, underneath all the other people who were uh, trying to kill her the entire time. So I'm assuming she's possessed at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Could just be that we don't really understand how the witch's abilities work. So it's almost like there's two more movies to explain all of it for us. <laughs> And hopefully they do, and they don't just leave it to be like, you know what, we're we're gonna keep making these. Wait for part four to really find out. Oh my god, I'd 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 shoot somebody. (laughs) Now, have either of you read any of these Fear Street books from R.L. Stein? I read one that was about um, a haunted roller coaster called the Beast, and I don't remember anything else about it. By the time I grew out of R.L. Stein, I had stopped reading anything. I had read Goosebumps, but that was about it. 
I don't really read. So I, 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 I mean, no one can really read. <laughs> not in today's day and age. Not to these damn kids. <laughs> oh, I know. Damn kids. Yeah. You damn kids. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up before we uh, get the fuck out of here and uh, rate this bad boy? No, I, I, I know I am a little higher on it than you, Dan. I know you were yeah. like, yeah, but that second half of the movie, it really kind of brought it back around for me to like really sure. excite me. So, and I'll give you that. Like the the second half of that movie is much stronger than the first half. Oh yeah. I mean, you even get Rob Zombie in the credits. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, they played his song twice. So. I know, right? Why did they do that? I'm I'm still mad at him for his director's cut of Halloween and Halloween 2. So Rob Zombie can suck a dick at this point. <laughs> uh, my, But yeah, no, other than that, I don't, I don't have anything else. Like, I... I I enjoyed the film, and I look forward yeah. to these next two weeks. So, Brad, final thoughts on a rating on yes. Fear Street nineteen ninety four. Final thoughts are: I mean, if you love Scream, you will love the first half, and if you just love horror movies, you'll love the second half. So, um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I will tell people check it out because these next two hopefully will be just as fun, if not better. And I gave it, do you do uh, ratings out of out five? Out of five. Is that where you rate it? Uh, I gave it a four out of five because I did really like that second half and it really kind of solidified okay. it for uh, me. I just want to bring up really quickly, uh, Resident Horror Guy rated this movie uh, a three a three out of five on Letterboxd because he's him. Uh, also, that 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 debunks <laughs> that debunks your theory, Brad. He 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 loves Scream and he loves horror movies because he's the horror guy. I just think he was in a bad mood that you know watching it or something. He, he read one of Alexander's comments before watching. Uh, <laughs> before watching, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hmm. uh, Caleb, final thoughts on a rating. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, three and a half. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, two and half. I, I just, the first 30 minutes are so fucking rough with all the needle drops. And I don't feel particularly drawn towards any character in this movie. We'll see how I feel after the next one, if it helps expand on their characters and makes me like them more. But uh, considering that I feel like the bulk of the movie is going to be taking place in 1978, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, they have a very tall task in order to get me to care about any of the, the remaining characters. That's fair. That is fair. That's fine. That's fine. Well, hopefully, hopefully it will uh, it will bring it around. By, by 1666, you're going to be like, oh, man, this story is top notch. Well, I ho I'm hoping that it's going to be that way. Or maybe you won't give a <laughs> shit. And that's fine, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone has their own opinions on movies. That's a great thing. And you don't beat people down right. if they don't uh, like it. That goes to you, everybody who hates Fast and Furious and complains about it on Twitter and don't doesn't go see them. Uh, you can't complain about them. I hate you. <sighs> Fast and Furious, it's one of the greatest action franchises uh, ever Big made. True. Better than Die Hard. I'll tell you that. The, the franchise. I, I think Die Hard has higher <laughs> highs, but uh, longevity-wise, it's much better than Die Hard. Yeah, it, entertainment value for sure, because you can just like, you know what? 
fuck this. I'm having a good time. You're going to space now? Cool. Cool. This is fun. I fucking, I told my girlfriend (laughs) that they went to space and she's like, no, shut up. And I'm like, well, you should have come with me. She just didn't. So, you know, that's her own fault. That's her own problem. Uh, Brad, thank you for joining us. Uh, Yes. Tell everyone. Thank you for having me. Tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast, The Cinema Guys. You can find The Cinema Guys. It's just myself and my two co-hosts, Justin and The Cinemaiden. We're just three friends just shooting the shit about movies. You can find us at wearethecinemaguys.com or any of your podcatchers out there. Uh, But thank you. Thank you for having me on. I I enjoyed talking for you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, and with that, we're going to cut and do another quick break. And when we come back from that, we're talking about a dick pic for Beats. Get ready for the new sitcom, Balls a Crowd. Everything was coming up roses for Bradley and Cameron until... I could just lie here with you in our home forever. I think we should see other people. As if that wasn't tragic enough. Rent has gone up higher than annual passes at Disney World. They have a plan. Turning this place into a brothel. We could get a roommate. Into Allison and Dylan. Endless sexual escapades. A whole new mini to home office. <laughs> Join these 30-somethings as they face the challenges of balancing careers and dating after 29. Welcome back, buddy. Caleb, it's time to get into a, a a dick pic, I believe this was, for Beats. So we're just done with phrasing, right? Jesus, look at that black cock. Yeah, so uh, if you've never listened to the show before, uh, dick pics is a segment where we take a random word uh, and search it on Netflix and watch something related to it. Uh, so my word was producer. Uh, So we watched Beats. A reclusive teenage musical prodigy forms an unlikely friendship with a down-on-his-luck high school security guard. United by their mutual love of hip-hop, they confront the demons of their past and try to break into Chicago's music scene. Uh, This is directed by Chris Robinson, written by Miles Orion Feldsit, and stars Khalil Everidge, Evan J. Simpson, Ashley Jackson, and Anthony Anderson. Uh, Dan... Uh, this is a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, what did you think of Beats, uh, a Netflix film? I liked it. I really... <laughs> Anthony Anderson's really good in this movie. I think he's really funny, really charming. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I think Khalil Everidge is okay. I, like, uh, what he's given to do isn't anything special. Like, yeah, he has, like, his his PTSD from... You know, seeing his sister get shot right before his eyes, uh, but uh, he, yeah, he's he's capable. Uh, I I really think this movie is brought up on the fact that Anthony Anderson is so good. Yeah, yeah, he really is like kind of the heart and soul of this thing. Like I I liked him in it quite a bit. Um, story itself is pretty good. Like you said, the like kind of the cold open to this is um. Uh, Khalil, who plays our main character of August Monroe, uh, he's out just like hanging out on the street and, uh, his sister has to come and get him and say like, Hey, dinner's ready. Get your ass home or Mm -hmm. mom's going to be mad. Uh, they're walking home, uh, and you know, somebody tries to shoot him cause like there's like a local street gang that I guess he kind of pissed off. 
So they try to shoot him, and she ends up getting shot in the head right in front of him. Uh, so then he has post-traumatic stress disorder, and like we do a jump cut to 18 months later, uh, and he has not left his house since. Yeah. Because uh, he has very bad panic attacks. Yeah, and we, and we see that several times throughout the movie. And like, anytime he gets into it, it's, it's fucking horrifying. Because it's just like, holy shit, what's going on? And, and like, even Anthony Anderson, the first time him seeing it, he was just like, holy fucking shit. What's wrong with this kid? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't really wish that on anybody. No. Um, which, like, you know, it's... He he does a good enough job portraying that. It, like, it, you know, you, you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Not that they would be like trying to play it for laughs or whatever, but like, uh, it it has some level of gravitas to it, right? They're not. It, it, it's not like they're not taking care care with it. Like they're they're definitely trying to portray it as serious, and it's it's working to a an effective degree. Yeah, the soundtrack, which like a lot of it is, uh, you know, songs that August is writing. Uh, cause he's, he's also a musical prodigy and like, that's, that's kind of the main trajectory that his character takes is trying to, to build himself up with the help of, uh, Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know, the, the songs kind of slap, like they're, oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. So yeah, this, the, um, the songs are great. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's a character driven drama. So. I, I do want to bring up my big hang-up with the movie, and it's pretty much like right from the beginning, uh, where Anthony Anderson and his ex-wife, who is the the principal of the of the the high school, uh, talks about how uh, no one's basically getting paid for a week because uh, quote unquote payroll screwed up. Uh, to which I said, "That's not how payroll works," uh, <laughs> because payroll doesn't screw up like that. If uh, some if for some reason you're not getting paid on time. Uh, a a normal and good payroll department will almost immediately try to rectify it and get you paid as soon as humanly fucking possible and not just be like, oh, well, payroll didn't get done. Guess you got to wait a week. Yeah, we'll get it on your next regular paycheck. Yeah. Uh, there are states where they can do that, uh, where it's like, hey, you didn't turn in your time card on time. So guess what? You wait a whole fucking week because honestly, you should. Uh, it's your fucking fault. But yeah. like when it comes to their fault payroll will do as much as is in their power to get you paid as soon as possible uh so i took uh umbrage with that i know most people will be like hey yeah whatever it's for the story but uh i i got a little bit upset as you should because that's your your whole deal it's true uh i don't know it's like uh it's like when paul gets upset because they like portray psychology poorly in a movie you know mm. yeah exactly yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, how much really more to, to say about this or, like, how deep we want to go with it. But, like, uh, it's it's pretty good. I liked it, you know, a fair bit. Right. Um, drama isn't really my, my chosen genre. But, uh, <laughs> sure. you know, when we get movies like this, I, I do tend to like them. So. Yeah, uh, I... I don't know if there's much more to say, really. Like it, it, it kind of goes in the in the way you expect it to. Like there, there's 
twists, turns, drama, as you said. Uh, it, it just it does its thing. And, you know, uh, I, yeah. I was on there for the ride. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's about it's about him learning to, uh, like, try to make it in the music uh, business. But, like, it's also about uh, him healing from the traumatic event that happened to him. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think with that, that's all we're going to say. So what would you rate Beats? Uh, I'm going to go three and half. Uh, good boy. I also go three and half. All right. We're very smart. Mm-hmm. We're very good at this. So. Yeah. We're, we're great. We're grape. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next week we are going to, uh, cover part two of Fear Street. Dan, do we have, a? Uh, a third segment for that one. Uh, we do. It also comes from the man who will be joining us for Fear Street. We will be talking about a patron request review for Strangers Pray at Night from Gerald of Two Piece on a Podcast, who, like I said, will be joining us to review Fear Street 1978. Because as soon as the man saw 1978, he went, oh, Halloween. I like that movie. Uh, I'll do I'll do that show, too. Yeah. And he'll probably... He'll probably like Fear Street. He is uh, uh, a horror man. Yeah, uh, it's true. And we hate him for it. All right. Um, well, you can find the show on uh, a podcast service of your choice, which you already know because you're listening to us, uh, but also at NetflixandSwill.com, which is your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. We have shirts, uh, hats, um face masks uh yep co- covid is still out there um and if, and it's, if you're getting, not it's getting better but yeah. you know what else i don't know there's leggings that's kind of funny yeah uh i mean ultimately uh you know people are still disgusting so if you still don't feel trustworthy of people uh and why would you you, you got your chance to still wear a mask around them and uh you know the people who are anti-mask will yell at you, but then you'll just be like, you're a fucking moron, die. I don't know. I had a I had a scratchy throat the other day, and I was like, oh my god, what is happening to my body? Because for the last, like, uh, like 15 months, I've been wearing a mask and, uh, you know, distancing myself from people and washing my hands frequently, and uh, turns out that stuff is uh, very effective at preventing disease, so... Um, yeah, I was like, oh my God, and like, I forgot that illness exists. Right. So, yeah, uh, our merch is awesome. Uh, I know recently Jason the Nerdrovert purchased a shirt and, uh, he said it was fine in reference to me saying it was fine and, uh, I sued him into the ground, so uh, it's okay. I would buy that Netflix and Swill shirt. I would wear it with Jason the Nerdrovert. I don't know. That's... It sounded like you were going on like a Dr. Seuss thing there, so. No, but that's a that's a very good Dr. Seuss impersonation. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I would wear that shirt on a boat. I would wear that shirt with a goat. That's it. That's everything in the show. Uh thank you for, to Space Weather for the use of our theme song Bitter. It's uh it's a good track. And until next week, we'll see you next Tuesday. 
Normally we go out on space weather and their song Bitter, as we always do every week. But this week, I want to highlight my friend Dom and Altaview, his band, a pop punk band out of L.A. Uh, they just released a new EP. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs off of that EP. It's called Dread. Uh, it's about two minutes, so you're not going to use a lot of your time listening to this. Uh, I do highly recommend you listen all the way through the rest of the episode and hear this song uh, and go check them out on their Bandcamp site, which will be in the show notes and uh, anywhere else where you can stream music. So here it is, Dread by Altaview. 